Well, welcome back to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. AB, we have been very fortunate to not only interview some of the most brightest and smartest people in real estate, but we've also interviewed some people that are just genuinely good people that are doing amazing business and have done over the number of years they've been working for our company. Yeah. I actually feel really privileged that we get to sit down every single week and talk to these people because everyone's busy, right? Yeah. 2019, um, everyone's caught up in their own little universe and they're busy out there in the field, especially in this market. If you look at the metropolitan markets between Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, there's been a change. We have seen a change. We've seen um, it recalibrate into a format that the very best agents are rising to the top. Now, the very best agents are normally the ones that are most busy. So it is a market where we can see more opportunities come through for good agents. Now, today we are going to speak to someone that's been part of our business for the best part of seven and a half years, yes. has had multiple roles in our business, has been a finalist in awards nights for us over those years. Um, you and I both have had the privilege, we were talking before we even started recording, uh, that we've had the privilege to call auctions for this gentleman. Yes. And we always like calling auctions for this guy because we all almost guarantee that they're going to sell and they're going to have multiple buyers and multiple bidders. It's never a hard auction. The hardest part is keeping up with the numbers and the increments. Uh, We are introducing a good friend of mine, Adrian Savalas and yours, Adrian Bow. Adrian Savalas, welcome to the Adrian Bow podcast, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. How are you? Great. Really well. And honoured to be a part of this. It means a lot. And uh, just like to thank both of you for your support over the years and, you know, really pumped about what the future's got to, um, you know, to bring to us. Fantastic. No, it's great, mate. We really appreciate you you joining us. I suppose we want to dive straight into it, um, Adrian. And I think one of the most important uh, takeaways for a lot of the people listening is going to be around, okay, we know you've had history in new business and leasing and you've been with the company now almost eight years and, and your most recent transition into sales, even though it's not too recent, but a few years now. Um, you've been one of the largest adopters of the coaching and training training advocated by myself, Troy and John McGrath, all personally and directly because we've all worked very closely together. Um, That's great. What people want to know is what are those uh, tips that you've adopted and how they work for you and what sort of results have you gained as as a result of that? Um, I don't think anyone in this industry, especially somebody up and coming, if they were given an opportunity to work for and be mentored by the greatest real estate agent ever produced in the country, you'd be mad to say no. Yes. So I'm so fortunate that I can pick up the phone, call John, send him a text. He gets right back to me. Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning, I call you for deal support. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm getting agents from other firms calling me, asking them about asking me what to do with the situation with their buyers. Right. We don't have to go outside of McGrath to get Mm. that advice. We've Mm. got some of the best agents, you know, Mm. top 20 of the top 100. Yes. You know, um, yourselves, John, Troy, obviously, some of the greatest training that we've got in our back pocket at any time. Our Swiss Army knife here is, you know, beyond what anyone else has in the industry. So um, opportunity for growth is phenomenal at the moment. And what, what would be the top? three or four takeaways that you've adopted in your business most recently that that you have learned from the training provided? Uh, being absolutely consistent with everything you do in your business. Right. Example? Uh, like fine attention to detail, your online listings, every leaflet that you drop, every post that you make online, double check, dot every I, cross every T. You know, John McGrath, 
love him has OCD. That and for him to build a business to where it is today, industry because Troy and I, I think, are, are, uh, have, have caught on to that. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, and and you know, I, I'm going to stress the issue is the attention to detail, the OCD side of things is. You're right, Adrian. It's infectious because once you understand the benefits and what that provides the clients, yeah. you know that that's the process that's going to set you free. 100%. So you remove the whole thing about, and we speak about Jeff Jowett a lot. We speak, and we've had him on the on the uh, we've spoken to him on the Million Dollar Agent yeah. podcast. We've had him work with our agents a lot. Mm. He talks a lot about focusing on the process apart from uh, as opposed to the outcome. Yes. And I think, um, Adrian, that's something that I've noticed with your business is. You've watched the very best in our business, you've learned from them, and then you've put it into an actionable plan that mm. you can follow every single time. So regardless of your age, regardless of your experience, regardless of your exposure to a particular market, you've been able to adopt those strategies and methodically follow every step of the way, and the consistency is there. I wouldn't have said, and Adrian, I don't think anyone would say, as an auctioneer, you walk into every single auction knowing that you're going to have multiple bidders, you're going to have an opening bid, you're going to get to a point that the vendor is going to make a decision, they're going to know the scenario that's going to play out, they know the expectations, and you're going to receive a premium result. Mate, to be honest, we get that every time we walk into your auctions. Mm -hmm. And that can only be put down, Adrian, to process. And I know you're a big advocate of sharing that throughout the group and that process, and that's even the way that we recruit new staff members coming into our brand. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that just to follow on with what Adrian was talking about, so consistency is is, is very important and that's something that you're uh, following on a daily basis in terms of your your prospect activities and you've just mentioned letterbox drops, you've mentioned social media, you've mentioned attention to detail and marketing, etc. What else would be one of the key takeaways that you've actually adopted into your business? Mate? Just giving people clarity, giving vendors clarity, giving buyers clarity, yeah. tell it like it is. Yes, you know? transparency. Transparency is a huge part of our mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And the moment that a buyer feels or a vendor feels like they're dealing with a used car salesman, they mm-hmm. pack up and, and go to the next guy. So yes. Yes. being somebody that is relatable. Yes. So uh, what's an example of that? Does that mean it's it's more of an energy thing or are you just talking very straight and direct with every buyer and every seller? Uh, give, give us some examples of that. Look, you know, well, in terms of the conversations that you have with a buyer, yes, uh, you setting up a transaction, setting up a uh, an auction campaign, mm-hmm. final week, you, your buy, your vendor will know exactly what they're walking into on the day. Yes. Your buyers know exactly where your your vendor is, or or where they need to be to be transactional. Yes, and not having. Um, not having them worlds apart. That if you're not educating your buyers, if you're not educating your vendors, you'll get to the auction and you'll have the parties being so far apart that um, you can't bridge the gap on the day. Okay. So does that mean you're having face-to-face meetings with vendors Definitely. and buyers? Definitely. Okay. So talk us about the buyer face-to-face meetings. When do they take place and what do they sound well, like? Obviously, I don't have enough time to sit there face-to-face with every buyer coming in contact with, mm-hmm. but you can tell which buyers are frustrated. Yes. You know which ones have been missing out at auctions for the last few weeks, few months. Yes. And they need help. Yes. Cup of coffee in the office, 10, 15 minutes, and give them a bit of coaching, what they need to do. And if it's one of your listings, great. If it's a competitor's listing, mm-hmm. ha- teaching them how to make an offer. 
if they want to shut something down prior to auction, mm-hmm. what steps need to take? So you're, you're actually also supporting buyers that are interested in buying other agents' listings as of well. Of course. That's, 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 that's outstanding, Troy. So basically you're providing vendor-like service, if you like, because if, level, it's, yeah. if it's one of your vendors mm-hmm. and you're meeting with that vendor every week and you're providing them updates on their particular property, but they say, you know what, Adrian, I'm actually also interested in buying this other property. What great. would your recommendation be? You would say, okay, great. My recommendation would be submit an unconditional offer, for example, 66W, et cetera. So what you're saying is if you're working with a hot buyer, mm-hmm. call it you've got 20, 25 hot buyers in your list, yep. and one of them approaches you and say, Adrian, look, you know, I really love the three properties you've shown me, but I like another one even more through a competitor. You're saying you'll actually coach that person through the purchasing process. Of course. I'll tell Brilliant. them what, what the relevant comps are, yep. if they need help making the offer, how to make it, but if they need assistance bidding at an auction, offer that service as well. Brilliant. What what would you say to someone uh, being the devil's advocate and who didn't have a positive mindset to say, well, you're not actually earning commission out of that, so why would you do that? What would you say to someone who, who said that to you? You're ruling yourself out of the running to sell their property when they move. Yes. If what you're it? not helping them. So yeah, you brilliant. need to give. Mm-hmm. You don't know if their best friend's looking at selling. Yes. You, you, there, there are so many dimensions to a client. Yes. You need to turn up and be the best version of yourself, no matter who you're talking to, when you're talking to them. Yes. Somebody might look like they don't have much. They could have four or five properties that they're thinking of selling over the next four. You don't know. Yes. But if you don't present and be generous with your time and give the right advice, mm. you're not their agent. Yeah, understand. That's brilliant. The other thing is what that client will do is attach you as the agent when they start talking about it in a year, two, three, four years' time yep. uh, that actually dealt with the property. It could have been Ray White, could have been ABC Real Estate, mm-hmm. but who they talk about is you because you were the conduit to that actual purchase, whether yeah. you were directly or indirectly involved. Talk us around vendor management, uh, Adrian. You're talking around having face-to-face meetings with them and, and obviously the buyer and seller not being worlds apart. I mean, I, 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 I assume you're not necessarily just talking about price because, you know, as as we all know, you know, within our brand, we don't talk about conditioning. We talk about vendor education. We talk about yep. providing transparent, comparable sales, etc. Um, so not just worlds apart on price, but also worlds uh, apart to make sure that that's what they're not uh, are, are at. But in terms of alignment and headspace and also energy, you want to make sure that there's an alignment there on all those factors with your buyers and sellers. Um, yeah, talk us through what, what the vendor communication looks like. So look, from the start of the campaign, um, before you first open, call it a set to sell meeting. Yep. Call it your fr- you know your Thursday or Friday call before you first open. Yeah, is you know ensuring that you let the vendor know. Okay, we've got a visible price guide online. Yeah, so published you know, price guide. Oh, definitely. Yep. Yep. You'll double your engagement by publishing a price guide. Okay. You know? So, what percentage of your properties have published price guides? Hundred. Hundred percent. Okay. Yep. Interesting. And just let's just d- double click on that just for one sec. What's your What's your uh, objective with the published price guide, both for the buyers and the vendors? Buyers want clarity. Yep. So Re- there's fifty four percent of buyers dismiss properties that don't have price guides, that's through REA? That, correct. Yep. Um, so obviously putting yourself in the buyer's shoes, buyers want to see transparency and they want to make it easy. Uh, well, they want you to make it easy for them. Correct. Okay. Um, what would you say to to someone who wasn't as, as positive on that? And you hear a lot of agents talk about this saying, oh, I'll leave the price guide off so I can get inquiry in the first week. We hear a lot of this. What would you say to, to an agent who thinks that way? Do you want to be reactive or proactive? Mm-hmm. 
Do you want to react to 100 buyers emailing you and calling you in that first week? Because they just want something. They want the information. They want to know how much. Yep. Save them the call. Save them the email. The argument's going to be, Adrian, is is that they want to try and build data off the back of that. Is that the right mindset for an agent? <sighs> Look, is a fine line. Mm. Do you want every single person that's just sending an email inquiry or do you want to meet quality people that are transactional through your open homes mm. that you can pick up the phone and call and say, I've got X and Y property coming up. Mm. That's quality data. Quality data is people that are actually walking through open homes. Mm. Quality data is not necessarily somebody, you know, that just sees an ad and sends an email and they might not be looking to buy a property for mm. two or three years. Mm. If you want to build a little bit of data, you know, hide your strata levies, hide your land size online, get mm. an inquiry in that sense. But mm. you do, price is the biggest factor if someone's going to show interest in the property. I agree. I agree. And I'm with you, Adrian, 100% of all my listings, you know, had price guides. They still do in in, in my team. And I'm a big believer that rather than leave it off and try and capture data, it's more like, wow, how many people are going to miss out in the first week if we don't actually publish a price guide because life's going to take over the week after that and buyers will move on to the next property or the next project in their life. So I'm all about transparency, all about information and all about making it easy and seamless for the consumer to transact with you and price is a massive part of that. So what about to your vendor when you're talking to them about it and they say, Adrian, but it's an auction campaign, why are we putting a price on it? What's your dialogue with that? Well, my exact dialogue is buyers want clarity. They want to know if they can afford your home or not, if it's within their budget. We know buyers will generally have 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20% more to spend. So, you know, set your price guide, setting that where the market should be seeing value Mm -hmm. and positioning it correctly in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. um, that is very important. Now, you'll know if your campaign's on or off track after one open home, Mm -hmm. you know. So setting the number of buyers that, we have so Friday night call to your vendor Friday yes. afternoon, sir, madam. We've got your place on the market. Price guides a million dollars. Yeah, for a healthy campaign, we want to see at least fifteen. I'd love to see twenty buyers. If we get three or four contracts out, we're doing well. We that you know there is scope to get more um, than the advertised guide. Now, if we've only got five or six buyers, yeah, and nobody asks for a contract. Bit of a disconnect between Correct. what we're quoting the market yep. and where the buyers are. Yeah, so it's so basically a barometer. The, the, the price guide provides a barometer, and when numbers are down, and if the marketing's great and the presentation's great, well, the only third lever, which is usually the elephant in the room, is price. Correct. So if the ratio is out based on web views, because you can view that on yep. the back end in relation to physical inspections, Mm -hmm. then you know it's usually got to do with price. And I find buyers used to say, well, I don't like auctions. And I used to say, well, I don't think that's the case. I I think you don't usually like auctions because most of them don't have a published price. So what you don't like is not seeing a public price. I think auctions are fine. Um, And the the method of sale, which we often talk about, Adrian and, and, and Troy, and we often advocate is a hybrid approach, which is, you know what? The auction date is a deadline date, but mm-hmm. guess what? We're for sale every day right up until that date. So we're really got a hybrid between private treaty and auction because is there a price the owner would take today? Probably yes. Let's yep. talk about that. If not, guess what? There's an auction date, which is a deadline and a sense of urgency date that the property will be sold by. So I'm loving the transparency, Troy, around this. Um, what <laughs> to, are your to, thoughts? To me, it's just the, the transparency, yeah, Adrian, but the other part of it is it's, it's making the process easy. Uh, what I'm getting a sense of is that 
you're becoming an attraction agent. You are an attraction agent because you've made it easy for buyers to buy and easy for sellers to understand where the current market is at. Yeah. Um, we say that that builds influence. And yes. I know, Adrian, that you're a big believer in building influence both online and in person. And your strategies around online marketing and video and the power of selling online has become paramount to the success of your business. Sure. I think it'd be fair to say. Can you give an insight to everyone? Because we're getting down to that point where um, some agents have been early adopters of social media and doing really well, and some have just put their head in the sand. What was your strategy behind doing the social media side of things and what are some of the insights that you've got so far from some of the, the great achievements that you've received? I, From the moment I started selling property, I'd adopted social media marketing. Why? I wanted everyone to know what I was doing. Friends, family, acquaintances, colleagues, McGrath agents in the wider network. I wanted, if they were thinking Inner West property or yes. property in general, yeah. if People didn't know I existed and everyone's on Facebook, Instagram, they would not consider me. Yep. So building my own awareness for people that know me, people that don't know me, people that have just friended me online. So, and that's led to, you know, some great success. I'd say, you know, quite rapid growth in my business because mm-hmm. I took a big punt, as you know, being a BDM with McGrath Property Manager yes. for many years. Yeah. I went from the best BDM in McGrath to the lowest paid salesperson in McGrath and had to work from the ground up. Um, And it didn't happen overnight, but through investing, obviously building relationships and letting everyone know what I was doing, I was able to, you know, grow in a, quite a short amount of time. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is is the agents within the McGrath network are actually your clients. Oh, huge. Um, and have you got some examples of where the synergy and the cross-referrals has actually worked? Um, funnily enough, only about a week ago, mm. um, you know, on the way into the office, phone rings. It's an agent from one of our offices in Canberra. Mm. Client's got a $1.8 million house to sell in Marifield. Great. Brilliant. I'll take that. Oh, this is Rena. Yes, yeah. it was Rena. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was actually with her yesterday. You she, were? She came up for the day and, and we did some mentoring. Uh, so she told me about that. Brilliant. So there was that. I get a call from Joel at our Blacktown office. They've got an Inner West buyer, $3 million buyer. Fantastic. Brilliant. And Brilliant. then That's Joel from uh, Blacktown. Joel yeah. from our Blacktown office. Mm-hmm. And then 5.30 that night, I've got an open home and one of the buyers looking at buying a house in Newtown off me has got an apartment in Gosford to sell. So Chris Romanus got that and he's Brilliant. onto it and he's probably going to sign that up. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, there's... Mm. You, you can be at your office, in your at your desk, making your calls mm. and just out of the blue, mm. one of your colleagues taps mm. you on the shoulder. Mm. You know, Peter Picolny sent me a lead in Waterloo yesterday. Is that Castle office, yeah. yeah. Just, That's because, though, what you're saying is you made yourself visible on social media. Definitely. So, yes, could the McGrath colleagues find you on the McGrath intranet or the, internet or the email trail? Yes, but bottom line is... You're not that visible in those in those forums, but online you are. So therefore, in a West property, first person that came to mind was Adrian Sabalas, yep. um, and therefore you've just mentioned half almost half a dozen referral opportunities that have occurred within that time time frame, which is brilliant. And now I also know Stephen Bock and Karen too from our uh, uh, Forestville office. Thirty percent of their business last year was internal referrals. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, uh, over my twenty. 
plus years, uh, 25% of my business was internal referrals, right? So this is nothing to sneeze at. This is serious business, but the brand and the resources within the brand are only as good as you decide to utilize them. Great. Right? Uh, Troy? Oh, no, I was just going to say that's an unfair advantage that so many brands, I think, and so many sales agents, Adrian, that we have get the fortunate opportunity to speak to not only in our brand but outside see as a great point of difference. Yes. The people they work with. And when we think about real estate as a whole, property is simply the vehicle. Yes. And it is about people and relationships. And I think what we've just spoken about there is a reflection. Your clients can be internal as much as they are external. And we always say one of the key strategies for our brand around training and our development of of our teams is exactly that, yes. creating raving fans. And yes. I think, Adrian, you are a big advocate of that and you have been doing such a phenomenal job. The question that I have um, just as we start to wrap up is kind of what what would be some big goals that you want to achieve? Because I know you want to set and achieve and then blow them out of the water, but what, what's next? What, what's the biggest thing that you're going to be focused on in the next 12 months to really set yourself apart and become that attraction agent even more so in the inner west markets that you operate? Look... In terms of what my target is, I want this current calendar of financial year to yep. be bigger than last financial year. I want this calendar. So I basically want to keep improving. It was 2X and I did 2X for a little while, but we're in a market where listings are down and a lot of people are struggling. I just want to make progress. One step at a time, one sale at a time, um, and increase my market share in, so no doubt, the pie is getting smaller, mm-hmm. my slice is getting a little bit bigger. Okay. So when listings do take off again, uh, it all it should all, you know, all fall into place. Fantastic. And the other thing with transparency, and I know John's helped you a lot with this, Adrian, is obviously the published price guides is one of them. Yep. Another one is is having upfront pest building and strata inspections yep. done ready for your for yep. your consumer. Yep. Um, and another one is also doing Sunday open for inspections, for example. Yep. I mean, how, how those? I mean, are they just novelists, or are, are, or are they a listing tool, or are they a, a consumer uh, uh, advantage? or are they something that that, uh, people demand from you? Just talk us through that. Pest and building reports, strata reports, available uh, at a discounted price through the company we use is Before You Bid, is paramount. Right. Reason being, okay. I had an auction on Saturday. Yes. This Saturday just passed. That just passed. Yeah. And property was probably worth about $650, maybe Mm $660. Yep. Um. I sold that for seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Now the buyer that purchased it mm-hmm. bought the pest and building report at eight forty-five a.m. Right. Was reading it on my iPad at eight fifty. Wow. Okay. Registered at eight fifty-five. Right. Okay. Yeah. And pushed the price up from six eighty to seven twenty. That was a forty thousand dollar premium. If for I, your vendor. For yeah. my vendor. Mm-hmm. How did when you say they bought the, the in, inspection was that because you've got a link ready to go? Yep. And they just press the link and what they put their credit card details on there. They, they just need to open up the ad on McGraw.com.au. Right. Click building report. Right. That oh, so they don't have to buy. They have to buy. They have to pay forty nine dollars. Forty nine. So they put their credit card in. Yep. They pay for it. Yep. So they all did that in real time. Yep. On the day, yep. read it, bid, and bought it. Correct. Incredible. So that gave them confidence in order to raise their card, register, yeah. Yeah. bid, and buy. Amazing. Without that buyer, mm. you know, that's that's five percent. Yes, it's considerable for your vendor. Heaps. Life changing, yep. in fact. Yep. Yeah. So okay. So when my question was, is is it a consumer demand or advantage? That's tick, a definitely a tick tick, and yeah. also for your vendor. A massive advantage, right? But not to mention 
it's it, it's making it easy for the consumer to do business with. If you look at even Jeff Bezos, for example, you know, and his mantra is with Amazon, which is as we know is a multi billion dollar company, is is you know the speed at which we do business, yep. the ease of which we do business, mm-hmm. and the breadth of our products. Right? You look at that company, then you look at Apple, which is I, I just read yesterday has got three hundred and fifty billion dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just in the bank, not to mention what else they do. Um, very very simple business in that all of their products would fit on the size of this table that we're sitting on, right? So what we're noticing is keep it simple, um, have have a, have a, a mantra around making it easy to do business with us and, and the new currency is definitely urgency and speed. Correct. Right? So if you crack that code, which looks like you're on the way to do that, Adrian, it's almost impossible for people not to do business with you yep. and also your clients and your consumers will become compelling raving fans. What I mean by that is they'll say, as soon as someone mentions, oh, I'm thinking about buying, saying, I've got my guy. You know how everyone's got their guy, yeah. whether it's your plumber or your or your uh, real estate broker or whether it's a uh, 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 solicitor or whatever, you need to be that guy. So you've got soldiers in the marketplace um, compelled to refer you business. Um, you seeing a bit of that, Troy, as well? Absolutely, and I think it, it kind of is... Um the opportunity that agents are early adopting yes. and taking control of their own destiny yes. as opposed to being reactive yeah. in the market. Yeah, totally. I agree. And, Adrian, just, just as we wrap up, mate, um, you know, th- this has been some really good really good information for, for agents listening to it, so we really appreciate that. Um, what, what advice would you give for some agents so that are in the following situation, either, either out of momentum, um, or in poor headspace due to market conditions, okay, who feel like they're, they're out of control a little bit, or if someone is in BD, uh, BDM like you were or leasing or new business, whatever it is, who's looking to get into the industry. So, so they're either stuck or wanting to, wanting to find traction. What, what advice would you give them in the current market? Just pick up the phone. Call somebody that is in a better headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, positivity breeds positivity. Mm-hmm. If you're down and out, don't talk to your mates that are at the pub at 5 o'clock on a Friday downing half a dozen beers. Mm-hmm. Call the guy that's got three options on the weekend and that clears them all. Mm-hmm. You know, a good chat with somebody like that will lift your lift your headspace, lift your mood. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. reassess your life. Mm-hmm. You know, write down where you are, where you want to be. Yep. Set some goals around that. Yep. And if a transition or a career move something that you want to do, you know, if you're a leasing consultant, speak to your principal. They'll yep. tell you if it's the right time for you to do it or not. Yeah. Um, but you need to have the right support around you as well. Yeah, agreed. When you come home, you know, friends and family, they need to be guiding you and supporting you on that journey. Yes. If you don't have that around you, it's very hard to succeed. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's great, Adrian. Really appreciate that. Troy, uh, as we wrap up, mate, we'll... Um yeah, listen, I just think, again, 26 minutes uh, recording this episode, Adrian. Can't thank you enough. Super excited to see your progress uh, continue to grow and to continue to become that attraction agent in the inner west market. Quick tip for anyone listening to this episode of the Adrian Bow podcast, please jump online. Instagram, Facebook are the main two portals for Adrian. Keep an eye out for his video content that's coming out and continues to come out. You're going to jump in and say something else there? It's the Inner West Agent on Instagram and Facebook, so drop me a like and a follow. There you go. Drop a like and a follow. Um, no paid uh, subscription model here. So, guys, jump
jump on and follow. Uh, ask any questions as well directly to Adrian. I'm sure you'd be happy to take questions from of people course. that have listened to this episode. Yep. Guys, we're going to come back again next week with another Skills Workshop episode that's going to go live out into all you guys to replay some of the benefits and tips of, of some of the objections that we're seeing around the grounds. Adrian Savalas, thank you once again for being part of the Adrian Bow Podcast. Bowie, mate, so good to see you again. We've been kind of moving around and traveling around the grounds, but yeah. it's great to be back face-to-face uh, in person. Can't wait to see everyone again next week. Remember, jump online to iTunes, rate us five stars, follow Adrian Savalas. Can't wait to see you all again around the grounds. Thank you. Two Adrians and a choice. See you later. Thanks, gents.